would like to thank our amazing sponsors, Touring Plans Travel. Their destination specialists work with you to plan and book your trip. Whether you're traveling to a theme park, headed out on a cruise, or wanting to get away anywhere in the world, as experts in smart travel, their agents suggest the best itineraries and activities to fit your family's needs and handle all the reservations on your behalf. There is no cost to you or your family when using Touring Plans Travel Services, and you may even save some money if discounts become available after booking. So head over to touringplans.com travel and tell them Rope Drop Radio sent you. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. We're recording this way in advance because I will be on the Galactic Star Cruiser as this show comes out. So uh, it's going to be fun. Next week we'll be talking all about my father-son trip that finished with the Star Cruiser. So good trips, good stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this from the future, from the past. I'm not sure. It takes a long time to get a message to the Star Cruiser from Earth. It does. So, uh, so a whole other galaxy. It is amazing that they're able to even do what we're doing. So mm-hmm. Impressive. Uh, that, that is it. Uh, no new Patreons this week. Uh, so please, if you're interested in supporting the show and getting all my uh, bonus shows that I'll be doing from the Star Cruiser and from our father-son trip, you're going to have to go into the Patreon page and the link in the show notes and support Rope Drop Radio. Yeah, check out all those different tiers aptly named after food. So another way to support the show that costs you absolutely nothing is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you leave a five-star and write something out, we will read it and mispronounce your name like I will do today. Best Disney Podcast, five stars. Sorry. There you go. I got it. I, I mean, love it. That's all you mic need. Mic drop. That's but he goes on. It's okay. it's it's a good one. It gets going here. I haven't even read it all, I don't think. By Steve Napolano. Love it. Great name. Mm-hmm. Okay. First, I would like to start off by saying that I never use Apple Podcasts. I'm an avid Spotify user and I'm going out of my way to write a review on here. So that should tell you all you need to know. I'm going on a big Disney trip during the first two weeks of April this year, doing all four parks as well as Universal Studios. I have done extensive research beforehand to make the most out of my trip, which includes listening to multiple Disney podcasts. Rope Drop Radio is by far the best one, and it's not even close. Not only is it the most informative and best organized podcast for park information, it's also the most entertaining. Derek and Doug are two great conflicting personalities that mesh extremely well together. It's exactly the dynamic you look for in a pairing of hosts for any medium. Thanks, guys, for the entertainment and helping to make my Disney trip even more magical. Keep up the great work. It is appreciated by far more people than you know. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thanks, we do Steve. have reviews on Spotify. I saw them the other day, and I was like, oh, we got to look at those yeah, every now and then. Every now and then. If we weren't reading reviews from March, maybe we would. We'll get there. So, yeah, yeah. we're still we'll catching up. We'll get there. But hopefully you had a fantastic trip months and months ago in April. And uh, I love that he says that, you know, we're the great, informative, and organized. And then we're going to do his review on today's show, Derek. Which is not organized or informed. This is... Uh, this is what we're doing today because we have to record this in advance, and we thought, 
you know what? There's a new Disney movie coming out called The Haunted Mansion. Right. And we don't talk movies a lot on this show. Uh, we've done some on the Patreon show, of course, but we usually stay clear from it. But what was inspiring is that this Haunted Mansion movie is really trying to be more like the attraction. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because of that, we thought about, hey, we should talk about some of the attractions that have been movies, things we like, dislike about them. Uh, so that is going to be this entertaining, hopefully filled episode uh, where Doug and I talk about the rides that have become movies. And uh, hopefully you've seen the new Haunted Mansion movie and let us know what you think. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think the Hatbox Ghost is a thing. So we'll see where it goes. We're going to talk a little bit about how well these movies did, when they came out, all that nonsense. But first, we got to start. We're going in order, Derek, from okay. oldest to newest. All right. We're going to start with Tower of Terror, released in 1997, direct to ABC. Yep. Not even to theaters. Not even the theaters. So there's no gross income or anything. But it starred Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst. So, I mean, it had star power. And I can guarantee you I have not seen this because I am not a good Disney fan, Derek. I've seen clips of it. Uh, I can't think if I saw it maybe back in 97, but I, I definitely have seen a bunch of clips from it. It looked okay. Might be something that we need to watch, but it's definitely one of those... Uh, Back in the day when you're trying to push the made-for-TV films to help ignite. Mm -hmm. Like in the 90s, every sitcom went to Disney World. You don't see that anymore. Right. I mean, Modern Family did. They did. You're Um, right. I I think it still happens. We just don't see many sitcoms. Yeah. Like Make it long enough to go. Yeah, nothing like that. But uh, there's... there's, um, uh, Home Economics went in the last season. So... Okay. Yeah, so there you go. It's 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 still a thing. Okay. It's still a thing. You just need sitcoms to exist, which, you know, depending on strikes, who knows? Yes. We may never have a situational comedy ever again. Okay, enough sad talk. All right, let's move on because that was a direct-to-TV thing. All right, um, the next movie that came out in 2000 was Mission to Mars. So based off an attraction that's no longer there. Mission to Mars was where the extraterrestrial um, attraction replaced. So it's weird that they picked an attraction that was kind of already extinct because it went like Mission to the Moon, Mission to Mars, the extraterrestrial thing, and then Stitch. It happens. Right? Like, I mean, that'd be like a Horizons attraction coming out. Ooh, I would love that, though. Right. Let's do it. Yes. So Mission to Mars, which people loved – um, it had a budget of 100 million, box office of 111 million. So made money. No, it didn't. I know because that. Yeah. So, in if you don't know, Hollywood considers it a success if you triple the budget. That's the general rule of thumb. But let's talk about who was in this: Gary Sinise, Don Cheadle, and Tim Robbins, Jerry O'Connell. Like that's. A pretty good lineup for a movie that I guarantee you I did not go see I in the saw theaters. this in theaters. You were still a high schooler, though. I worked at the movie theater at that yes. time. And so I went and saw every movie in theaters. Yeah, so but this please was tell good. me about it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, 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 There was a time in my life I wanted to be an astronaut, so I, I enjoyed it. I saw it the one time in theaters and never saw it again. But I do love Gary Sinise. Yeah, well, he's phenomenal in everything yep. he does. 
Um, and I'll forever call him Lieutenant Dan. Yep. So that, that seemed like a solid entry. Not a huge commercial success, but not an automatic flop either. Yep. Right. Next up is the Country Bears, based off the Country Bears Jamboree. Um, you know, the characters from the Country Bear came to life and they used the characters. And this is back when they started premiering movies at the El Capitan Theater. So this movie is from 2002. Did not see it in the theater. However, we got the DVD and my kids watched it in the back of the car a lot for a little while. So I heard this movie over and over and over. And I can tell you it was not good. Let me tell you how it did budget-wise. Let's get the numbers. The budget of $35 million. So first of all, they tried to make a movie with $35 million bad to begin with and we're talking about bears like they look like somebody in the suit at disney world but just slightly better and the box office brought in 18 million yep 18 million that is bad who was asking for this movie that was when when it came out like i was just like i can think of one person you're one of your children no no, God, they didn't even know what country I had. I, we avoid country bears. Okay. It creates too many questions about why is there blood on the saddle and what is a whooping? Um, anyway, um, I think Guy, two green oh, plans, yep. Guy Sigla. Sel- that's Sella? Sigla? I, I don't know. He'll correct right. me. He's been on. He was on before. He's, Pretty sure it was Selga, He had to be right. the, only, the only person asking for this movie and then probably regretted it. Um, but the cast, I mean, they had like Christopher Walken in it. It, he had to be like fifteen of the eight or fifteen of the thirty-five million or something. Like this movie was horrible. Don't see it um, ever. That's my advice. There so you go. Bad. I can't. I can't remember it. I saw it and it's already faded from my memory. It's, I did. Oh, just hopefully you blocked it out. I it's, did. It was bad. Let's get and, to a good one. How about that? Oh, you, you're assuming there's good ones on this list. Oh, absolutely there is. All right, a little movie was released July 9th, 2003, based off a very popular attraction that this had people in a stir. They were angry. Disney fans, true Disney yep. fans, were angry this movie was coming out, and it is none other than Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, yeah, I remember people being up in arms about this, and uh, even at the time, uh, Johnny Depp, they didn't, he didn't fit what the writers had thought. They wanted a suave, like swashbuckler, and he did, you know, what Jack Sparrow did. The opposite, pretty much. Which was awesome. Which got him nominated for an Academy Award, and then you have this amazing soundtrack, and I watched this movie over and over and over again. I freaking still love it. Uh, during the pandemic, we rewatched all the Pirates movies, and it, it just it was great, uh, a lot of fun. And then I love that it actually reinvigorated the ride, and so they adapted right. uh, Jack Sparrow to come back into the ride, and then they made a bunch of other ones as well. So, so yeah, first time we saw a movie inspire ride, and then movie or no ride inspire movie, yep. and then movie, movie inspire, inspire ride, ride, which I think is great. I have no problem with it. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. It's one of the best. Yep. Don't ruin it for anybody. Yep. All right. So, so here they were actually trying to make a movie, though, where the last movie had a $35 million budget. This one had a $140 million budget. That's proof they're trying to make a movie, right? And the box office 
came in at six hundred and fifty-four million. Look at that. That's yeah. that triple that we're talking about. That's what they want. Speed they did rush it. some sequels. Yeah, I mean, do I need to say the cast? Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Karen Knightley. Oh, yeah. And they continued on and on and on and on and on and on. It was it's a great franchise. I really wish things wouldn't have interrupted the next one they were making with Red as the main character. Yep. I was all ready for that. I am too. So I this is this is what all of whenever they make a movie about an attraction, this is kind of I think now what they hope for. They, they hope absolutely. They hope it's gonna be another pirates. So yet to find another pirates. Yeah. Is this next one pirates? No. No, it's the haunted mansion. Which came out the same year as Pirates, which I think is hilarious. Right. They had two attraction-based movies in a year. Like, was somebody at Walt Disney Studios going like, I am so out of ideas. Went to the parks and went like, you know what? <laughs> Let's make a movie. All right. So Haunted Mansion came out in November 26th of 2023. Uh, it It's a thing. I've seen it. I don't remember it all. It's been a while. It starred Eddie Murphy and other people. Budget ninety million. So for a movie like this, I mean, Pirates clearly had the, a lot of special effects, right? Yep. You don't have to blow up stuff in Haunted Mansion. Uh, ninety million box office of one eighty two. So it doubled. It's respectable, I think, right? Well, and Disney thought this was going to be a huge hit because the director also did Lion King, Stuart Little, Stuart Little 2, like coming off some big movies. And then you have Eddie Murphy as your star. Like right. Everyone thought and this, this is was going to be Eddie Murphy. too. It is. And so, like, I remember at the parks, like they were promoting the heck out of this. They thought, oh, Pirates was this huge hit. This Haunted Mansion is going to be 10 times bigger than Pirates. Yeah. And it. It was not. It made not money. at all. I mean, but it wasn't Pirates, and that's what they wanted to be. So if Pirates hadn't come out, this is a huge success. But Pirates did come out. So it's it's just, eh. It also got a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, can and you it's trust a those really, guys? No, it's a really bad movie. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. Make a good movie. Simple. Right, I learned I, that in film school. That's why I haven't watched it. Recently, it's just not good. So then we spend a few years with more pirates, like in 06, 07, 11, more pirates. Then we get something original that I really enjoyed, Derek. Tomorrowland. It's not just an attraction. It's an idea, a feeling, a place. I thought this was phenomenal. It was a little weird. This was 2015, I believe, right? Um, directed by Brad Bird, who's what Pixar guy, right? So this is live action Incredibles. debut. I blew, I believe. Um, it, it's just, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. This is the first one I'm saying that, um, George Clooney was in it and Britt Robinson, Robertson, Robertson, right. And there's a lot of other people like Keenan, Michael key and Catherine Hahn, Tim McGraw, like good cast, right? They spent, a ton of money on this, though. $190 million, Derek. They spent more on this than Pirates. And I'm not sure it came... It, it got a little weird at times. Um, box office, 209 So not as financial success. They, they thought this was going to make another trilogy. They were really expecting it to yeah. be. Especially hey, George Clooney. Yeah, that's Pete yeah, George Clooney. They, 
Well, that's why the budget size George Clooney is twenty million. Clooney. You know, right there. Yeah. So, I I love this movie though. I I know I'm in the minority. Did it get a little weird when stuff was in the Eiffel Tower? Like, did they watch Monsters Inc. and go, "How do we end this movie?" I don't know. I don't. Oh, the Eiffel Tower. That's about the only connection I can make. There's a throwback to last week's show if you haven't watched it yet. Well, now I'm gonna have to uh, go watch this movie. It, have you not seen this? Never seen it. I've watched the first 30 minutes multiple times and have gotten it's sidetracked. It's a slow burn. Yep. But, like, it it follows, like, you know, that you got to have your chip on your shoulder. You're not good enough, and then you but are good enough. But does it feel like Tomorrowland in the, in the theme park? Yeah, like the, the great, big, beautiful tomorrow idea. Okay. Like, sing the song in your head and... Go watch it. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. I probably should have checked all that, but yep. you know what's the fun in that? But there you go, Tomorrowland. It's one of my favorites. Um, might be my favorite on this list. I love me some pirates. I actually watched two and a half pirates movies on the course of our seven night cruise, this last cruise. So, all right, then we got another pirates movie in 2017 after Tomorrowland in 2015, and then just a year or two ago. The Jungle Cruise. That we saw together. In theaters. It was like my first time back in a theater in so, so long. It too. was. July 30th, 2021. And we saw this together and I thought it was great. Well done. I don't see why we don't have a second one coming yet. So. I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I love Emily Blunt. I thought it was a good was movie. Great. I was hoping, I think the third act kind of really heavy CGI. A little and, too heavy. And, yeah. and the, the plot kind of thinned a little bit. But the first 45 minutes of that movie were excellent and definitely yeah. hit the story beats that it needed to. I love how they just knocked out all the like gags from the ride yep. pretty much in the first like five seconds. Like, we're just going to do backside of water. We're going to, they just like, and we're done. Now it's a movie. Right. And there was still little nods that played into it all throughout, but they, they just, they, they made the theme park people happy right away, which I think is something that Tomorrowland failed at. Yep. They followed a girl's story in school and her struggles and stuff in Florida, looking at NASA, but not getting in type of thing. But here they were just like, we're making a theme park movie. Let's just make a theme park movie, and then we'll make the movie. And I think that's why it worked better. But the cast member that I think you mentioned, The Rock and Emily Blunt, but I think Jack Whitehall really oh, stole the show. His job. character was fantastic. Yep. Um, Paul Giamatti was was great too. All right, let's talk budget just so we know how much they cared about this movie. They cared two hundred million. I mean, Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, between two of them, probably 30-some million, 35 million. At this point, I would put that on par with what they paid for the first Pirates because inflation, like we're talking 20 years later, right? So wouldn't you think something? I'm not a financial expert, though. Don't quote me on that, anybody, please, ever. Um, sadly, only made $220 million, but I think if it, it came out right over, now. It also made a lot overseas. If that thing came out right now, you're making a lot more because nobody was going to the theater then. It was weird. It was so weird being back in the theater for that movie. It was just bizarre. Sitting theater with masks on. And and we went like opening night. We too. did. It was full, which made it even weirder. Yeah. 
So I I thought the movie was great. I thought The Rock, Emily Blunt was fantastic. Um, Edgar Ramirez was the antagonist, and he was really good too. He kept you kept you on on par there. But yeah, my my uh, supporting actor award definitely goes to Jack Whitehall. So he he was great. So there you go. That's all the movies to date that have been out that are theme park attraction based. And of so, course, coming up next, Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Haunted Mansion. It's they, coming they out failed. tomorrow. It is. They failed at that one uh, before, and so they're trying. to... I think it's interesting that Disney's like, we're gonna try again. Right. And this is not a sequel. Not a like. It's like the first one didn't happen. Yep. So we're going a whole different. I think they're direction. trying to take the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean route and try to stay more true to the theme park attraction. And so the last time they had pretty good cast, but not like this. This is a cast. Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Dan Levy, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto. Few of those are already uh, Disney alumni. Right. Like you got Lightning McQueen in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's got to win. Um, I, I mean, that is a heck of a cast. And... I think it's it's going to be interesting. So they're playing up the hat box ghost. Which Jared Leto. There you go. I don't know. I've, I mean, had, yeah, I've had enough of him after the Joker, but all right, we'll see how he goes. And it's set in New Orleans. So they're following the Disneyland, Disneyland. Yep. one. Um, I think they did the premiere at Disneyland the other night. If I was yep, paying attention to things. Uh, budget? Until you hear this, what do you think the budget is on this, Derek? Or oh, it's looked? a lot. I've already looked. 157 yep so lower than i thought not what they spent on jungle cruise though but you're not doing the big explosions and Mm -hmm. stuff like that right so more green screen more studio based filming rather than in a jungle in hawaii that's probably why jungle cruise costs more to film it was in hawaii doesn't Dwayne Rock Johnson just do all of his movies in a jungle at this point? I think so, unless it's Fast and the Furious. Then he does in a car that flies into space or something. I don't know. I haven't watched them all. Wow, you were behind on those movies. He wasn't I even in the last. Them. He isn't even in the last what? one. All right. Yeah. Did he die? No. Him He's and... got a spinoff, the Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, but thing. him isn't and Vin... off of... yeah, him and Vin Diesel got into an argument. But anyway, oh, his... for, like in real life. In argument. real life, and but now he's coming back to. But I've watched the Hobbs and Shaw movies. There you go. There's only one Hobbs and Shaw movie. That felt like two. Okay. Anyway, back to Haunted Mansion. <laughs> the best Haunted Mansion movie, though, which makes me more fascinated that they're making this movie, is the Muppets version. So we had some friends over and watched that, and the Muppets one on Disney Plus I thought was perfect. I thought that was the perfect Haunted Mansion movie. Why are you making a third Haunted Mansion movie with Owen Wilson? But we will see how this does. I'm very uh, intrigued with the kind of the box office. There's so many summer movies coming out right now that I'm almost overwhelmed with. I mean, you have Arbenheimer, Barbie. Like, it is not set in a good spot. I also... Uh, think Disney has kind of hurt themselves a little bit with some of the Disney Plus releases after six, seven, eight weeks that I'm like, ah, I can, like for me, I'm like, oh, I'm traveling. I'll probably just wait until this one comes out on Disney Plus. It makes it tricky knowing that it's coming, but I think it's it's got the potential. I think it's got the potential. Why so wouldn't you bring I'm this excited. one out closer to Halloween? That was my other thing. 
I don't know. When, like you're going in summer. Yeah. Why not an October first ish exactly. release somewhere in there? I think that would be awesome. Why couldn't they work the schedule better? I mean, I you're know. in control of your schedule. Some, you know, Disney. Come on. Does Marvel have some contract that says it has to release movie at this time? Like, aren't they in November? With I, I, I don't, don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I wish it came out October. It make more sense than July twenty eighth. That's just silly. So let's talk about the potential future here, Derek. Well, right now everyone's on strike, so there could be no future. I mean, there might never right. be a movie made again. So uh, stand, well, stand with or, the writers. Or the other thing we see is movies only made by AI. Yeah, that could happen as well. All uh, generated using likeness that they signed away. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, it will make – so there's a list of upcoming films that are not – necessarily in production because not much is in production right now but here we go there is the untitled sixth pirates of the caribbean i mean they got enough footage of everybody the ai can just go and probably say make me a sixth pirate of the caribbean and then we have it Derek. yeah that's why we're on strike though (laughs) it's it's a legit issue um and then there is a space mountain movie listed so that could be interesting Um, and then there's no director attached to that. There is a screenwriter and producers. I don't really know them. Joby Harold is the screenwriter. Sure. Tower of Terror again. Uh, let's see. I can't ever say his name right. Taiki Watiti. There you go. Taiki Watiti. Yeah. He is listed as the director. We have screenwriters. We have producers. Producer is Scarlett Johansson, who is also slated to star in yes. said movie. Yep. So I think of the whole This one list, has actually been worked on for a this while. This is the furthest along. I think I'm I'm excited to see that. I really like the direction that he gives. What other he he did not do Guardians, but didn't he do Thor? Yeah, he um, did the Thor, Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder. Yes, so and I enjoy those movies. And if this has any kind of that same vibe, I'll be I'll be there for it. Uh, then we have the Untitled Jungle Cruise sequel. This I don't believe it's still in pre-production. Um, so and it's got like twenty-five producers listed. So that's interesting. That's never a good sign. No. No, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six producers. Never a good sign. No. And like for the record, the Pirates of the Caribbean has one producer, Jerry Brockheimer. Like, yeah, that's how you get. You know what you get with him? Random explosions. Big budget box office blockbuster. Yep. Yep. Then um, Thunder Mountain movie. That's okay, And. uh. Yep, no producers, which I find that's weird. So you got a screenwriter and director, but no producers. So, like, you guys have an idea. You gave yourselves jobs, but no one's paying you for those jobs. So without a producer, you can't go. It's You can do all the screenwriting you want, but until someone wants to pr- produce your project, it's I, – I mean, I could say I wrote a movie, and you could direct. And we have as much as they have for Big Thunder Mountain. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the last one listed here is Figment. So a Figment That'd movie. Be great. I would love that. This one is the most intriguing because we've heard so much random stuff about it in one interview from Seth Rogen. 
That was it. So yep. that's it. He's talked about it. That's the only reason it's on this list. Disney's not confirmed nor denied anything. The fact that they didn't deny it because they've denied other nonsense. Um, so you got Seth Rogen and you have screenwriters. So and uh, I feel like there's potential if strikes ever get resolved. Granted, Seth Rogen will produce something for a decade before it happens sometimes, but it gets there eventually and it's usually pretty good. So there you go. There's what's headed towards the silver screen. I think it's fascinating because so many IPs in the park already have the movie set behind it before they even got the ride. So I do love that you're seeing rides that never had that IP backing actually get some traction with it. So that makes it really fun. Any attractions, Derek, that don't have anything in the pipeline, haven't been made, that you think would be interesting? See, it was funny because uh, I didn't... If you would have asked me this before I knew about the Figment attraction, that was my number yeah. one. I would have but bring back Dream Finder and like do oh, a yeah. whole like thing with it. Yes. The I was all about that. Yes. The origin story of Figment. I would love that. Make him a superhero. No, don't yes. do that. I don't okay. Anyway. Um I think you could see like a people mover mm-hmm. movie. If you can have a movie named Bullet Train, you just get Bat- Brad Pitt. To come fight off people on the people mover. Okay. Oh, it's simple. Just, oh, yeah. It's a 14-minute, you know. Well, I mean, obviously, you're taking more than one people mover. You need mm-hmm. a little pre-story before you get on. A little, yep. Because Walt's original idea was people movers were all over cities, basically replacing subways, right? Yep. So, a similar premise, you know. Um, who knows what could happen on a real? I also thought uh, World Showcase the movie, but it's it's like uh, Carmen San Diego style, like so oh. you're going around the world, uh, different, and and each World Showcase is getting something. So yeah, that would be good. I think not necessarily a single um, attraction based, but Kingdom Keepers is a novel that kind I of read could the do first everything. two. Yeah, yeah. Um, bring people they, to life. They've talked about bringing that. Like I've I've lost count. John of times. Favreau is been listed um, as the producer and director of a Kingdom Keepers movie. Yep. And since they acquired the rights to Night at the Museum, it can because when he was attached to that first Disney was told they couldn't do it by Fox because it was too close in premise to Night at the Museum, so they shelved it. So. John Favreau is pretty busy, though, saving Star Wars right now. So, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Someday that could happen. Also, like, I think um, Spaceship Earth movie could be interesting. Get, like, Foxy Brown and Neanderthals, all the characters doing things. That could be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there you go. What do you guys think? At Rope Drop Radio, all the things this week. Uh, what attractions, movies you think? Are you going to go see Haunted Mansion? Let us know your review. Uh, did you just think this is the weirdest episode we've ever done? It could be that as well. We'll never talk about a movie again. You nope, let us know. that's it. So uh, we, once every, you know, eight years we do this, and we've been doing we it for seven years. We quit doing movie reviews a while ago. We used uh, to Beauty do and the Beast. all the time. It was, it was the Beauty and the Beast it's episode that killed us. And that was ever show. five and a half 
almost six years ago. So, yeah, here we go. See, once every six years we do something crazy like this. Uh, but let us know what you think, and we're going to get on to the Patreon episode. But if you want to see any of these rides in action, you're going to have to book a trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, contact Touring Plans. We have a link in our show notes, or we can message you directly. Those destination specialists can help you have an amazing time. Uh, please go over to Patreon, support the show. You'll hear more bonus and after shows, especially with my trip where I'm on the Star Cruiser as this comes out. And then, yeah, be sure to keep leaving those reviews. That was an awesome review. Thank you for that. And we definitely need to go on some of our other uh, podcast things and look at some of those reviews as well. That's you're reminding me. We got to do that. Can't always stick with Apple, but please, just no matter what, leave a review. So for Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.